Hi, everyone. Welcome to No Rational Basis. I'm Emma. And I'm Matt. This is a podcast for average law students by average law students. And today we're here for our big, very anticipated summer episode. This is the trial of No Rational Basis or Potterman versus No Rational Basis. Should we like introduce this whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about it, Matt? I guess so. I think I'm qualified for this. Should I give the facts too? Is that like the brief, some brief facts? Yeah. That's probably necessary, right? For some context. All right. So some of you might remember um, in our early episodes, we had a segment known as On the Docket. It was wildly successful for the first episode until Emma and I realized that we are in no way qualified to discuss the law. But for this second episode, we uh, extended a prestigious invite to Mr. Andrew Putterman to be our clerk for that uh, segment. And our clerks used to write descriptions of the cases. In this one, we specifically picked a case that we knew that Andy would have a connection to. Kilo v. City of New London. Andy, as a Connecticut resident, um, a New York adjacent Connecticut resident, has a special interest, um, a rational basis, some might say, in the, uh, in the events that happened in Connecticut. Andy declined. And after that, we banned Andy. But recognizing he was a first-time offender, we, uh, we gave him the chance to redeem himself and, and appeal, which he did timely, um, following the federal rules of uh, either civil or appellate procedure, whichever ones govern, um, whichever ones I mean, I just didn't learn anyway. And uh, so here we are. We've got, uh, we've got counsel for... Um, what is Andy, the plaintiff? Yeah, do you want to introduce everyone? On this, I probably on this should, group? right? Yeah, let's go through the parties. Um, let's go so through the parties. Here in court today, we have the appellant, which is Mr. Putterman. Andy, do you want to say hello? Good evening. And his counsel, Nikolai. Hi. And then for the appellee, no rational basis, we have the counsel, Mr. Duval. Hey. And our court reporter and bailiff, JJ Citrin. Good evening. And manager. And, and, and no rational basis manager. And then Matt and I will be the judges today. And so, Matt, how is this going to go down for us? So, for those of you who remember the trauma of our oral arguments, it'll be just like that. So, we'll have, uh, and what is Andy, the plaintiff? Plaintiff's uh, counsel, we'll, we'll get it right by the end. Plaintiff appellant's counsel will speak. So, so Nikolai, counsel for the plaintiff appellant will speak first. Um, and then Mr. Duval will speak. And, and, then, uh, and then Nikolai, if he so chooses, will have the chance to do a rebuttal. Um, and then uh, Andy himself will be given the chance to make a brief statement about his actions and why he should be allowed back on the podcast. Throughout all of this, Emma and I, using our vast knowledge of the law, will ask questions of both counsel and of plaintiff appellant as well. So I think with that, um, unless you got anything else to say, Emma, we can get started with. Uh, Do you want to set a time limit? Uh, um, should we actually? That's a good question. It's a Nikolai? good logistical question. I mean, what we're gonna we're gonna pretend that like we know how this works? Yeah. How long do you think you, you have? I'll keep it brief. 
Okay, so let's set a five minute max time limit per party. Um, uh, and you can also use some of that time. You can use more time to if your rebuttal if necessary. Um, JJ will be keeping time. And Do you have one of those time cubes, JJ? No, but I can I can use my finger since we're on Zoom to count down. Excellent. So let's get started. Can you, JJ, can you actually put it in the in the comments? Because I can't see everyone on my phone. See, that's the problem with having a 4S. Um, but yeah, sure, I can put it in the chat. Thank you. And so JJ will start the clock whenever you start. And I think Matt, if he wants to speak, we can also follow. We have can have questions after his time ends if we so choose. Let's do that. Yeah. No. Unless the question is really important. We would welcome any questions from this kangaroo court. We appreciate the compliment. I heard Australia is lovely. Well, let's get started. Your honors, and may it please the court. My name is Nikolai Morse, counsel for the aggrieved also known as Andy Putterman. We're here for one simple reason today, which is to answer the question, can a podcast prohibit a guest from appearing on its show even though the invitation was already extended and the invited guest politely de declined to appear on a particular date due to a timing conflict? Now, obviously the facial answer to this is, it's the wrong question to ask. The very name of this podcast is No Rational Basis. And we're sitting here defending a suit from the owners of this podcast who somehow magically are also the judges. Honestly, it's, uh, I, I don't know what, I don't know what you expect from a place that, uh, that's called no rational basis. But the first thing, you, there's a couple of things that we need to talk about here. Now, the first thing is no rational basis is ban of Andrew Putterman, we'll call him Andy P from now on is unreasonable as a matter of law and as a matter of human decency. Anyone who knows Andy knows that he has been a grandfather since he was like six years old. I'm I mean, sorry, he has a could you clarify how old is Mr. Putterman? Andy, what are you like, 22? 23, you're gonna have to unmute. I told you, grandfather since a young, young age. 23, thank you court reporter slash bailiff slash manager. 23 years old, but 123 at heart. You know, he can remember the first time the Yankees won the World Series, which again, we'll come back to later on when we talk about the defamation and slander that he's suffered. 1923, that's exactly right, Andy. That he has suffered at the hands of this quote unquote court slash quote unquote podcast. Now, the second issue here, and let's move right into it, is the defamation. Now, Emma, Matt, I've been in class with you guys, so I, I know that you don't remember us going over defamation in LRW. I assure you, we spent a couple classes on it. But what you have in to do- In LRW? I actually wondered myself how Andy knew about defamation. But for those of you who don't remember, defamation, you have to say something about someone that damages their character, such as withdrawing very publicly an invitation to your, your podcast, so-called, for a reason that just doesn't make sense. It's untrue. You're saying something. When you withdrew your invitation from Andy, you slandered this good 123-year-old soul because if anyone's met Andy, they know that they want to be around him as often as you possibly can. But for some reason, uh, 
for some reason that wasn't enough for you. And his, the politest decline that I've ever seen in my life in an email. And Andy, what was, what was going on at that time that you had to decline? You had a conflict, right? Sorry, Andy, we'll have a minute to speak later. This is all you. This is what happens when the rule of law breaks down in this country, ladies and gentlemen, and that's exactly why we're here. Andy was in finals. You know, I, some of you might have forgotten, but the whole reason that we're even here is to go to law school. And then part of going to law school is, is well, going to class. I can t teach you guys about what that is later. Um, but taking tests at the end of the semester. And so Andy, being the good, responsible citizen he is, an aspiring lawyer, jurist, most likely, was trying to focus on finals, but no rational basis, callously disregarded not I'm only sorry, could you his courtesy, but date? his investment. Could you clarify the date on which no rational basis sent their email to Mr. Putterman? April 21st, 2022. And what was the beginning of the final season? May 13th. No, that was at the end. Of, that was actually the end of it. It was like May 6th. What May, May 1st. Come on, so we're, we're nine days out from finals. So and somehow I'm, I'm the one who's getting lectured here. I have some follow-up questions on that one, Nikolai. During. I'd like you to, uh, I'd like you to look at the dates of no rational basis final two episodes and let me know when those were recorded by Emma and myself. Uh, your honors, I have to be honest. I have never listened to this, uh, this podcast. And, uh, you know, I would say that I'm flattered to be here today, but really I'm here for my good friend, Andy Futterman. This slander will not stand and we'll deal with whatever, whatever more slander your counsel slings out here in our rebuttal. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Nikolai. Okay. And now can we have uh, Mr. Duval, please uh, approach Council the podium. for no rational basis. Uh, okay. Emma, Matt, may it please the court. Uh, JJ, I'd say I get five, but bear in mind, you're going to take away, you're going to give him another five minutes. He should really have reserved for rebuttal, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Anyways, there are three matters before the court today. There's the ban, whether no rational basis can enforce the ban, the libel, and Mr. Putterman in his brief, or Mr. Morse, depending on who you talk to, it was apparently written by Mr. Putterman himself in a pro se fashion, uh, intentional infliction of emotional damages. And the heading there says, this heading suffices to show the claim. That is obviously conclusory reasoning, but we'll get back to that. Going back to the first claim brought here, the ban. The brief uh, circulated for the court states that as a matter of law, uh, for some reason he thinks that he's entitled to be on the podcast, that he has a positive right to be on the podcast. He can be on the podcast if he is, you know, allowed if he's extended an invitation to be on the podcast that is totally within the rights and rational basis they may yet do that but can he force an injunction upon the court to get on the podcast through his nefarious schemes absolutely not there is no onus on the court or on no rational basis to let him on you may choose to do so at your leisure but that's your decision it's not a matter of law and then he says that's also true as a matter of human decency. That sounds like a Cardozo promissory estoppel argument. Cardozo is not here. That's not going to work. All right. Going on to the libel. There's two issues there. The podcast comments. He says uh, something about the gunner 
segment you guys do. He was called out and now he's liable. His name was never mentioned on the podcast. And I think Mr. Morris, the council, might have put that in there because he was upset. He was also called out in one of those segments later on in another podcast. I'm sorry. So, could you clarify? Do you have to be named for something to be liable? Well, you know, you don't. But it was also not defamatory of his reputation. Everyone was very happy with Andy and how he was nodding his head. They thought it was a very positive attribute of his. So I don't think that it was defamatory in that respect. Are you justifying the claim that the individual who's nodding their head was in fact Mr. Putterman? Oh, there's, we're not contesting that. They, they, you can't be contesting that. I mean, everyone knows that, that was him. Um, Would you please describe to us how the nodding was described? Uh, vigorous and very enthusiastic. I, I, vigorous is kind of not the word she used, but that was the, the general message, I believe. Would you explain a similar situation in a different class where Andy was also called on for his uh, physical you know, manifestations of intent to answer a question? Was that when in Conla or something? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was like Andy. He he looks so eager. Everyone else is going jumping under the desks right now, and he's looking really eager to answer the cold call. He was like the only person who was jump chomping at the bit to answer a question. And we love Andy for this. You know, I, I, I want to note after that cold call, I couldn't go to that class for at least two days because I was oh, yeah. just. Oh, I fully blame my grade in that class on Andy that one day. I sat right behind him. It, I I thought I was talking about me. So I, look, I understand, uh, but it's not defamatory. Everyone loves Andy for this. You know, he, he's well known to be studious and that's a very positive attribute. We, we all turn to him if we need a lawyer. Uh, then he also says that the email uh, was defamatory that you sent him, but that was private correspondence. So it wasn't public. So that can't be defamatory either. And then the last claim before I open up to questions from the court is the intentional infliction of emotional damages. Mr. Putterman says in his brief, this heading is enough to show that the claim uh, proves itself, but the, the burden of proof is on the plaintiff or the appellant, if you will. So that Mr. Morse made no mention of that in his argument, unless Mr. Putterman chooses to say something in a statement about that, that claim should be thrown out. So with that, I'll open it up to questions. Yeah, I'd like to ask you a question, Mr. Duval. Why is six days notice appropriate during uh, the lead into final season? It's appropriate because it is not a very large commitment to go on the podcast. He already knows the cases. He's not going to forget them. He, we know he knows the cases cold. He'll yeah, know did Mr. Putterman study Kilo versus New London during his semester? Oh, he studied multiple courses and hmm. he knew that he was excited about it. I talked to him about these cases. We talked about it. We were walking back to Pav one time. He went on about it after property. I, we were, I didn't want to really talk about it, but he, he was really hammering on ahead about it. So he loves Kilo. So you think it actually might've been good review for him to participate in the podcast? Oh yeah. I mean, it would have been a passion project too. He, he loves that case or hates it. I mean, he hates to love it, loves to hate it. And this is a case you might say that that Andy had read. We had it in two classes. You might have read it, what, eight times? Four oh, times yeah. in common law. I, I'm sure. Property. I'm, I'm sure. So this is a case he probably knew pretty well, right? He knew it cold. But, uh, you know, look, I'll, I'll add there's 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 comments that this is a kangaroo court. Could, Again, you, just, could you explain what a kangaroo court is? Kangaroo court is a the judgments, you know, already preordained. It's a show trial. Uh, and I would say the fix is in. We all want Andy on the podcast, and but we want him on the podcast in the right way. And the right way 
is for you to both graciously let him back on, but not be forced or cowed by these spurious lawyerly tactics, to graciously extend him an invitation, an opportunity to explain himself, and it'll all be great. I have no beef with Mr. Putterman. I think he should come on the podcast and it'll be great. And it's besides, I represent the podcast interest. It's in the podcast interest to have Mr. Putterman on. So we're not here to fight Mr. Putterman. We're here to just defend ourselves against the libel, the injunction, and the intentional affliction of emotional damages claim. So as the, uh, this will become precedent in the Fourth Circuit as an issue of first impression. Yep. Why is it okay to let him back on if you say that? Will that not encourage oh. people to just decline invites to this prestigious podcast? Absolutely not. It'll show that you guys are gracious, that you guys will let him back on. You have mercy. Uh, Andy, I think, is a very, uh, he'll bring more listeners to the podcast potentially. And so it'll actually probably generate more interest in the podcast. I imagine it's, you know, this whole drama. It's no, keep going. No, no. I, I'm going to, I'm going to just uh, stop there and uh, quit while I'm ahead, where I'm sure I am. Look, it's the lighting, okay? Excellent job, Mr. Duval. Your honors, can I uh, proceed with my rebuttal? You may. Yes, thank you, Mr. Morris, please. Look, the only thing John and I agree about is that it is really not a big commitment to be on this podcast. I mean, like, and, and, and I think everyone feels that way, including the Excuse judges. And, I, and, and I'll quote Max at 9.15 p.m. said, I'm going to start reading this brief. I'd like to note that that's the exact minute when we started recording, uh, hang on, hang recording on. this Mr. podcast. Mr. Morris. The second Mr. thing Morris. I'd like to point out, when, Your Honor, you're going to have to wait your turn. The no, second you thing, are, uh, this is like contempt of court, I think. I'd have to consult the, the rules. Well, Your Honor, Mr. actually, Morris, that goes to my second to, point, uh, which is your quote. Read, reading something at 9.15, 15 minutes after a scheduled trial, is actually more than I would do normally. I am taking this case very seriously. Hey, listen, you know, whatever you have to tell yourself to sleep at night, Your Honor, but I'm just going to go to my second point, which is another quote that we actually have on the record this time, which, Matt, was you saying we are in no way qualified to discuss the law. I couldn't agree more. You know who is qualified? Andrew Putterman. You know what else he is? He's a lifelong lover of New York. And now this I want to hit the defamation thing really quick because, you know, John Duvall has a slightly less slippery grip of what that is than than you guys do. But. The fact of the matter is when you called Andy Putterman New York adjacent, and listen, the fact of the matter is we all know the only two kinds of clothing that Andy has are either New York Yankees gear or that hoodie he has that says cancel culture with a line through it. So he's all about New York. We get that, right? Listen, I'll take, I take issue like anyone does with the fact that NYUs are called the violets. What the hell is that? Ridiculous. Is it a flower or is it a color? Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. But listen, that should not cut against him. Now, I mean, you want to say that he's New York adjacent. Well, one of the judges that we have on this so-called court, Mr. DeAngelis, is from, uh, from Long Island. And before the episode, I reached out to you and I asked you what town you're from so I could just do a little bit of math. Do you know how long it takes to get from your town to Penn Station? I am very aware. 42 minutes. No, no, no. Google Maps says 49 minutes. You know Google what else takes not using the uh, the lure in the right way. You know, and this is another example of how this is a kangaroo court. You have a pre you have a pre baked answer for everything, don't you? But you know what else there's an answer for? Do you know how long it takes to get from Stamford, Connecticut, to Penn Station? Forty nine um, minutes, the exact same amount of time as it does from your town on Long Island 
Your Honor. And Mr. so if Morris. my plaintiff, if Mr. My Morris. client is New I'm York sorry. adjacent, so is this court. Are you aware it takes Mr. Putterman 90 minutes to get to work every day? Andy moves slow in the morning. <laughs> door to door. He told me this um, word for word this weekend, 90 minutes. You know, Your Honor, that might be Additionally, coming from Stanford, Connecticut, you arrive in Grand Central Station. Is that not a fact, Mr. Putterman? Not necessarily. Andy? I've taken, I've taken the Amtrak from DC all the way up to Boston. We stop in Stanford and we stop in Penn Station. And I see that my time has, uh, has elapsed here. So. Hang on, you're, you're up with the council. Please right, let me Honor. know, uh, what, uh, from what state is Plaintiff uh, Palin's driver's license from? I'm sorry, Your Honor, you broke up there. I'm sorry, I can repeat the question. From what state is the appellant's driver's license from? You know, you might as well ask uh, where he was born for how relevant it is. It's not relevant. You might as well ask where his recycling goes when he throws it in the trash bin. New Mr. Jersey, Putterman, Does Mr. Putterman recycle? Mr. Putterman is a good citizen in every sense of the word. The kind of citizen who, when he can't make a commitment because he's studying, like a good kid, 123 year old kid. He says, I'm sorry, can we reschedule? Approximately how many bottles of, uh, of water does Andy go through in one day? You know, listen, we all have certain hindrances based on how we grew up. But when we have these options, we have some opportunities later in life to turn a new page. Andy turned that page this semester when my fiance, Jolly Selleck, gave him an algae a reusable water bottle. And I can tell you for a certainty, I have seen Andy drinking out of that more times than not. I uh, I believe I, I once saw- Oh yeah, it looks Superman. like it's getting a lot of use. Yeah, I saw him once pour water. I think Emma saw the same thing. I saw him pour water from a plastic water bottle into his Nalgene. I witnessed this as well. And I feel- And we're watching it right now. Look at this. Is that a I, smart I, water? I... That's like an $8 drink, Andy. Listen, the fact that my client has a little bit of extra money to throw around, if anything, that just demonstrates he's even more of a New Yorker. Okay, thank you for your- I rest rebuttal. my case. Thank you. Excellent um, job, counsel. Mr. Putterman, you will now have the opportunity to make a statement on your behalf. Good evening, your honors. May it please the court. This is a kangaroo court fit for a banana republic. <laughs> Nevertheless, I have retained Nikolai M. Morse as my counsel, and he did an extraordinary job in pleading my case and demonstrating why I should win on the merits. Nikolai is a highly respected attorney in the fields of mass torts and criminal defense. Why retain someone with experience in criminal defense for this matter, you might ask? Because no rational basis is decision to permanently ban me from their podcast is arguably criminal. The decision was foolish that uh, they made. And it's so foolish that there is no case law in point, thus making the present dispute truly an issue of first impression for this court. I especially look forward to this court awarding the New York Yankees season tickets in perpetuity. I would also like to make an observation even though this 
dispute concerns a permanent ban, my appearance in this trial necessarily means that the permanent ban has failed as I'm speaking on the podcast right now. I would also like to point out that this court has grossly confused the elements of a trial court and an appellate court. NRB requested, sorry, NRB is shorthand for no rational basis. No rational basis requested that I prepare an appellate brief, a, requ a request with which I complied. And I hope that this court has carefully reviewed my brief. But at the same time, this court has presented this current hearing as that of a trial. This is an unfortunate set of circumstances that has unfairly prejudiced me. But with all this being said, my final comment is this. I have the utmost respect for the judges of this court, even though they happen to be the exact same people that I'm suing. Thank you to Judge Danziger and Judge Tony D for providing me the opportunity to speak before this court. I rest my case. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Mr. Putterman. I do have one question for you after that beautiful speech. So in my careful reading of your brief, in your conclusion, I noticed that you quoted one of our good friends, Thomas Harrigan III, at 2.30 a.m. in a Charlottesville bar. As you may not know, there are no bars in Charlottesville open at 2.30 a.m. I think this calls into question a lot of things in your brief. How much can we trust? That's all I had to say. Is that a, is that a question, Your Honor? I, a, I don't follow. It's a statement. That's all. I have no yeah. context. Yeah. And I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, Matt, what's happening next? I have no idea what happens next. This is where I like tuned out in Civ Pro. <laughs> well, I, I guess I tuned out at Erie, so you know. But you, you need to uh, do an opinion. You, you could draft a clerk like Andy to write the opinion for no, you. No, Andy wouldn't. Andy wouldn't accept. And we'd be back here in like two months. This is further evidence of defamation. He would have accepted if you gave him a chance. <laughs> we have to get a clerk to draft an opinion. <laughs> Or, or you could just tell us what you're going to do. Oh, Andy's going to win. Uh, obviously. Wait, what? What? Emma? Andy's going to win, obviously. We haven't decided that yet. Yeah, we have. So you're going to give him Yankees tickets in perpetuity? No, he's not going to get that in damages. Oh, okay. He's going to get to have a drink with me after work tomorrow. We will take him to one Yankees game next year. He will pay for his ticket. <laughs> I actually took Andy to a Yankees game this weekend and I paid for a ticket. So done. Done. So I right, guess we Andy? can say uh, this is true. Welcome back, Mr. Putterman. Are we still it's recording? like you never left. <laughs> yeah. Should we pause it? We'll just close out the episode really fast and then Matt and I will edit it. Um, thank you all for coming to this summer episode of No Rational Basis. We have a lot of fun segments coming in the fall. JJ, do you want to preview one? Oh, wait, you mean Love and the Law? Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, it will just be Matt and Emma detailing their misadventures, but it's they're all legally based. There's a legal foundation for every single story. 
So, so love and the law coming this fall and all our regular segments. Um, we're going to have a bidding wars episode, I think. And Matt? Yeah, so in that one, just get ready for some interview tips from us, from me and Emma, some common pitfalls, some good answers to common questions. And, you know, you listen to us, you'll be at the V10. Thanks for coming. <laughs>